What is going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Birdie here. In this episode, we're going to talk about some of the strategies you can use for a successful launch. So if you're looking to launch a book, a training course, a service, anything of that nature, you're going to get a lot from this episode. Our guest who joins us today is a marketing coach, launch strategist, and co-founder of Authentic Audience, which is a digital marketing company dedicated to serving brands who foster the best in self-care, self-love, and self-expression. Authentic Audience is the natural progression of our guest's previous successes in building million-plus Instagram followings, tripling online awareness and engagement for her brands, and coaching hundreds of seasoned and novice business owners to find and speak their truth. So our guest who joins us is none other than Krista Ripma. Krista, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. This will be fun. Krista, it certainly is a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. The product launch is certainly a critical step. And if you don't get the marketing right, you are leaving a lot of money on the table, not just during that launch, but also for an evergreen strategy, especially if you are using something like a book on Amazon, where you can have an algorithm kick in and bring in sales for you. So that's why we're going to be talking about successful launch strategies. And I'm wondering if we go right out of the gate and just share with us one of your launches that went really well and some of the factors that contributed to it being a success. Sure. Um, well, I'd like to think all of our launches go really well, but some of them obviously go better than others. And I know why. That's the great mm. part of analytics and marketing and doing this kind of work. It's no... Uh, there's not a lot of room for guesswork when things go wrong. Um, you know exactly what happened and how to fix it next time. But I can tell you the most successful launches we have and one of the most successful launches we've had is uh, we like to 10x um, our clients' investment. So mm -hmm. whatever they pay us, we want to make them 10 times that. And our most successful launch, we made them 30 times that. Um, so that was really fun and really surprising. And the greatest piece of that puzzle is uh, the authenticity that went into it. Um, the intention that the person creating this offer, this product um, was so of service, was so valuable. It was an amazing product. So when it's an amazing product, that makes my job a lot easier um, because marketing can't make products better. Um, it can just scale the amount of people that are seeing that product, right? So it was a really great product and it was the nurture process. So I would say the biggest mistake people make in launching anything is trying to take a cold customer um, from an advertisement straight to a sale with no nurture process, with no warming up the audience. Um, I happen to be on your email list and you have a really great nurture sequence. Um, I feel like I'm getting to know you. You're providing a ton of value, um, earning the trust, all of this stuff so that when that offer, that product does come in front of me, I'm way more excited because I know what I'm getting. I have trust. I have loyalty. I have more information. So the nurture process of marketing doesn't turn immediate revenue. Um, and that's a part of the process that I oftentimes have a hard time 
explaining or justifying to my clients because they want to see you invest a dollar, you get back five. But the more you invest in that nurture process, that dating, I call it foreplay, warming up, whatever you want to call it, um, the better the results in the end. So people uh, don't like to give away a lot of free value. They're like, oh, I don't want to give away too much for free. It maybe will take away from the value of my product. The more free value, the more information, the more love and service and truthfulness and authenticity you can provide people between the moment they find out about you and the moment you want to make that sale, that's what's going to make the difference between a super successful launch and a just sort of successful launch. And that nurturing is very important. I've had people who they even approach me and say, what do you sell? What are all your books that I could buy? What are your training courses? And it definitely sounds like the fantasy that everyone wants to be in. And it's not like I get hundreds of people coming to me with those types of requests, but you do get them from time to time if you do have that nurture sequence down. And sending value emails is certainly part of it. Like I talk a lot about my YouTube channel, my podcast in those emails, but for people who maybe they don't know as much about creating that nurture sequence, maybe they are people who have just been going from cold traffic to sales page. What would be your framework for creating a nurture sequence that really builds the relationship? Sure. Great question. Uh, so get specific and whatever it is that you want to sell, make sure the thing that you're going to grab their attention with has something to do with that. So, um, regardless of what you're selling, say I'm selling, um, an electric bike, for example, at the end of the, at the end of this nurture sequence, I'm going to sell you on an electric bike. Um, the first thing that you want to see is like, the top five benefits of using an electric bike versus regular bike, something that is going to pique the interest of the person that you ultimately want to sell to. Um, a lot of people create these super vague, not very exciting, not very valuable intro offers or free offers. And um, my biggest suggestion is create something really valuable. One of my first intro offers that I created for my own business was a 27 page guide that I originally wanted to sell for like $200. And when you feel like you're giving too much away and you should be charging, that's a good intro offer mm. because you want it to feel that valuable that people, people know the value of their email address and people know they're being sold. Like we know when we're in a sequence, at least I like to think that my customers are like awake enough to know that like I'm selling them something and even better, like, honesty, transparency is really important to me in business. So when I get my clients into an email drip, I tell them you're in phase one of my email sequence. Here's what you're going to get from me. Um, and I really go above and beyond with that transparency, but basically going back to it is you want to create something that's very valuable that your end customer, your dream customer, when you close your eyes and picture that dream client you want to reach is going to love. That's going to get them in. That's going to earn their trust earn their loyalty right off the bat. That's the first step. So create either a video if you're really into YouTube, a podcast, a recording, a PDF, however you like to deliver your information to your clients, create something super valuable and put it out there for free. And all you need is an email in return. Now you're in and now you can reach them anywhere 
anytime for free with Facebook and Google ads. You have to pay to play. Uh, once you get somebody's email, that's the one thing in marketing that hasn't really changed in 25 years. Okay. You are competing with a lot of other people out there trying to get people's attention. Um, so you need to be specific. You need to be valuable. You need to be witty. You need to be charming. Um, authentic storytelling. So tell stories, share value, talk about your why, talk about your mission. Um, when you can earn somebody's trust that way by letting them in, regardless of how big of a company it is, I think people are becoming more and more aware of where they're putting their money. Um, I've seen this massive sort of shift um, to just conscious consumerism on the digital marketing platforms. People really care, um, which is great. And so make them care about you and make them care about buying from you and learning from you, whether it's a service or a product. Um, and you can do that through more value, more free giveaways, more awesome surprise and delight stuff in their inbox. So they're stoked to open your emails. Um, and then throughout that process, you create a wait list. Um, you tell them more about your offer. You warm them up. So by the time you actually launched, and this is what happened with that successful launch I was talking about, she was so authentic at the behind the scenes of the course creation of this is what's coming soon, posting pictures, all of this stuff. Um, as she was actually creating her course that by the time she finally launched it, people were just jumping to get the first one. The other, the other piece of this is creating that urgency and scarcity when you actually do launch something. So the people on your email list become your VIPs. They get something extra. I hate discounting. I like adding value. So instead of saying, oh, the first however many people get 20% off, instead the first however many people get something else free on top of it or get extra or get bonuses and value stack. And yeah, so that's sort of the idea of a nurture campaign is I like to do it via email, but you can also do it through Facebook ads. You know, who's watching your stuff. You can retarget people with really awesome videos, really awesome content. You can do it on YouTube. I mean, wherever you are on the internet, we can find you. Um, so however you want to deliver that message to people, um, and however much your budget is too, you know, if you don't have a big budget, you can do it via email. If you have a huge budget, go all in on Facebook. So yeah. That's a nurture sequence, but just make sure people are hearing from you regularly. I think, you know, the average customer needs to see something seven times before they make a purchase and you just need to make sure when they see you, you're holding that space, giving them that value. It's not the same ad over and over again. It's exciting. And there are so many great points that Krista brings up. You can get paid traffic through something like ads where you scale with money. If you don't have that much of a budget and you're just trying to figure out ads, you can also do a lot of organic stuff, which definitely takes more time, but it is a way to prove the concept and see if something works. And you do want to provide a lot of value that's free to get people to buy. But I feel like some people could be thinking, well, I provide all this free value. Why would someone then proceed to buy the paid thing if all this free stuff is so good. So how do we strike that balance of our free stuff is good, we're over-delivering, and we do have to over-deliver because we got competitors who are over-delivering. So how do we over-deliver, but then how do we also at the same time get someone to then take us up on the offer? 
I think that's the dance. I think that's the dance we're all trying to to play. And for me, you know, when it comes to my own audience, I have a nurture sequence, I have offers, I have content. I also help other people do this. But when it comes to mine, um, I know what's really valuable that I do. So it's like saving that piece of like extreme, like uniqueness, specialty, expertise, flow, whatever you call it, that when you do it, you're going to transform the other person, whether it's through a Dyson vacuum or an electric bike or an amazing service or a course or whatever it is, you're going to have an amazing experience if you blank. I think convincing people, for me, it's been really cool. Like I've had people that reach out to me and I'm I'm sure you've experienced this as well. They're like, I've done so much just by listening to your podcast and just by reading your courses and just by reading your free content, I've been able to make such big changes in my business. I'm so excited to hire you now. So for me, it's about holding space for people because here there's two points to that. One, people, there's people that just like free shit and they're going to just you like take advantage of that for whatever you put out. I have people on my webinars. I've seen them on every free webinar, on every email drip, you know, and they're just taking all this value and it's great. I hope they do. You know, that's like why we do what we do is because we love it and we want to help people hopefully. And the second piece of that is just sort of understanding that the person who you're talking to, your ideal client will want to pay you. So there's the people that will never want to pay you and they're going to get caught up in your sequencing and you're going to give them value and that's great. You're also going to be top of mind. Maybe they're at dinner talking to a friend and their friend will pay you, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's good to stay top of mind. But I think that the people, and this gets back to my biggest thing I work with my clients on is who are you talking to? And when you think about that person you're talking to, they can afford you. They want your services, they value your services, they value your energy, and they will want to pay you, and they'll want to pay you a lot. Like, I've given so much free value away, especially, like, I and my my clients do too, but just speaking for my own self, I give so much away, and I am still shocked at the amount that comes back with how much I give away. And it's this exchange. I don't know how woo-woo you are or mm-hmm. your listeners are, and I won't get too deep into it, but I have a deep spiritual practice in the exchange of energy or money is so sacred. And when you're giving energy out like that, it's going to come back. Like it will come back. And I've not, not seen this happen. I think when you get fear-based and you get greedy and you want to hold on to it and like, is what you're doing worth $17? No, give that away. Charge 2000, charge 3000, you know, like charge what you're worth these little, you know, it's great to have these upsells and these freebies and these, you know, tiered packages and all of this stuff so that there's something for everyone. But at the end of the day, the more specific you can get about that dream client, customer, whoever, and where they fall in terms of what they make, what they can afford, what they're listening to, who inspires them, what they're reading, and really get in the mind of that person, you're going to get paid for what you do. I mean, if you do, do good work, you shouldn't even have to worry about it. I mean, I definitely believe what uh, goes around comes around and you provide a lot of free content. You're going to get people who maybe they never buy from you, but you are going to get in a stream of customers. And 100%. it's like, you know, how many customers do you need to hit your income goal? And if you are selling something a little bit more expensive, you don't need as many 
customers to hit your income goal. Obviously people want as many customers as possible, but it is thinking about those things where you really get clear on the numbers and what your expenses are. And it definitely can help you give your, give you a better perspective of how much you need rather than just saying, I want to make millions. And right. one thing that is really important when it comes to a successful launch is how many people you're actually talking to during that launch. So We've definitely had episodes in the past where we've talked about platform building, growing an audience. But Chris, I want to ask you specifically about Instagram because, I mean, I mentioned in your bio that you've helped with building million plus Instagram following. So I'm wondering what goes into that type of buildup on Instagram because having that many followers on any social network is going to be a game changer for your next launch. Definitely. It's a game changer for sure. I mean, I think that there's no denying that. And I'll talk to that. However, just to say to your first point is you don't need a million followers to have a successful launch. And I think that is like, and we'll talk about how to do it if you want to do it. But if you want, you know, say you're doing a group coaching programs, they're really big. High ticket programs are really big, three, $4,000. And you're only going to take 30, 40 people or 50 people, or even 100 people, and you have 5,000 followers, stop going out and trying to find new cold, new cold leads, like nurture the people on your plate. And that's what I mean by that nurturing before. Like if you have an Instagram following, take care of them, deliver value to them, make sure you have tapped out all of those resources. And like, you know, I had talk about exhausting your organic reach before you go into this strategy of growing and growing and growing. It's super important. Not that hundred thousand person email list going to make a difference. They have to be quality. Of course, same thing with Facebook and Instagram. They have to be quality. And one of the biggest things I've seen is we go in the back end because we do Facebook ad management and they have our Instagram and they have a following of like 2 million. So we're like, great, this is going to be epic. We can serve this to 2 million people. Their engagement audience is like 10,000. So what, ha- what that means is not very many people are engaging. And if you know anything about Facebook and Instagram ads, you can't serve ads to people who are not in your engagement audience. You can, it's not as cheap. It doesn't count as a retargeting ad anymore. So only people who are engaging with you, that means liking, commenting. If you uh, post multiple photos and they swipe right, counts as engagement. See more, more text counts as engagement. If they are engaging in any way, we can get them. So what I've seen is these huge audiences really low engagement. Then I get into other accounts that have 100,000 followers and their engagement audience is 50%. Half of their audience is engaging. So two points to make. One, you don't need a million followers to make a million dollars. You just don't. And two, working on keeping those followers engaged is way more important than getting new ones. Maybe to some like weird brand that doesn't know anything about marketing, they're going to see a million followers and want to sponsor you and think that's cool. But after a few posts, when your post returns zero revenue because nobody's engaging with it, they're not going to want to sponsor you. So there's a lot of points to make around Instagram. I get really passionate about this subject. However, to grow it, content is king storytelling is king and it doesn't have to be expensive. I think one of my biggest lessons in this is, uh, I have a musician, uh, who's a friend and client of mine. And before I started working with him, with him, every video he posted was like so well edited and he had spent thousands of dollars on like the shooting and the lighting and the curation and all of this stuff for these videos. And 
I just said, there was this funny video of him dancing in a beer garden. And I was like, I want you to post that saying how I feel about my album dropping tomorrow. That's it. Like no fancy text, no, like all this stuff, just post it please. And it was the highest engaged video that he posted to date. Now he does lives all the time. He does selfie videos all the time. And I know I'm talking to somebody like minded here, but to our listeners, people want real content. So I went to shoot something a few weeks ago. I had my makeup on. You're looking at me right now. I don't wear makeup. I wear t-shirts when I work. I like did my hair. It looked so inauthentic. I looked great, but the content looked so bad and inauthentic. And when I just get on my phone and talk, the engagement, the DMs, the response is like through the roof. So get in front of the camera. Like if you're not willing to like get in front of the camera and talk, like we have to talk about resistance and we talk, we have to talk about why you're afraid of selling whatever it is you're selling. Because if you're not excited, screaming from the rooftops, posting about it every day, like creating epic content around it, nobody else is going to care. Like you have to care. You have to care so much that you're exhausting like every avenue of talking about it. I mean, I love this course I'm creating right now. Everybody in my life knows about it. Everybody on my Instagram knows about it. So by the time I launch it, it's going to be like really, really successful. The other piece of growing a following is being in the right place at the right time. Um, it's not buying followers, you know, all of these things, like just to get the number up, it's, affiliate stuff works really great. So if you want a really big spike, pay someone to post about you, pay somebody that has a really trustworthy, engaged audience that actually genuinely likes you and is excited to post about you that you feel like their followers are like-minded. So if like your followers might like my content, then we could do a collab together. Collab with somebody, give some, give something away to their audience. There's nothing that works better than giveaways. It's annoying how well it works, but collab with some awesome people, like-minded people that have big followings, do a huge giveaway. You'll get tons of new followers that way, but to keep them and keep them engaged requires the work. So you can get a lot of followers and there's so many ways to do that, but creating valuable content and keeping them engaged and like giving a shit and, you know, being authentic and insightful and honest, um, the more vulnerable, the better. The people that I worked with that have millions of followers and I helped with that whole entire process. One, it was a little bit earlier in Instagram. Um, so it was like 2014, 2015, which was a different world. Um, the algorithms hadn't changed. So people could actually see your content <laughs> at that time. Right now it's really hard um, because the algorithms are making it nearly impossible unless you want to pay. Um, if you, if you want to pay to play, then it's a lot easier to get your content seen and get your newsfeed featured. Um, but in 2014, 15, when you posted something, everybody who followed you still saw it. And you guys hear it again. Content is king. A lot of these influencers, you see, they have the big following. You see, they have the big audience. They are creating a ton of content. And if you do put in that work to build your platform, it just makes each launch easier. There are people who are successful with under a thousand people on their email list, but it certainly helps a lot more if you have a hundred thousand people on your email list. And if you guys are looking to dominate 
your next launch and upcoming launches. This episode has, you know, all these episodes are just teasers for the guests and what type of value they provide. So with that in mind, I'm wondering, Chris, if you could share with us just some of the places we could go to keep following your work and journey. Sure. Um, our website's AuthenticAudience.co. Uh, everything's there. I also have a podcast where I interview uh, successful people who have built epic businesses in authentic ways that inspire me. And that's just called the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm Krista Ritma on Instagram. Uh, R-I-P-M-A is my last name. And I post a lot there. There's a lot of free value um, on our site. So I have ways to grow your email list. I have marketing secrets and I'm launching a course right now called marketing fundamentals. Mm -hmm. And the best way, honestly, is I offer these custom marketing strategy sessions where we talk for 90 minutes. And after that, I deliver you a 30, 60 and 90 day custom strategy of everything you need to do. And I wish the tagline should just be, uh, if you listen to me and do what I say, it will work because it will. Um, but I just love what I do. I love marketing. I love growth. And yeah. That sounds like a lot of really awesome resources. Links down below in the show notes. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode. And thank you, Krista, for joining us for this episode of Breakthrough Success. Thank you.